The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Don't hold you here too long. Amen. Glory to God. I want to read to you again this morning from Exodus chapter 19. And it seems like every time I go to Exodus chapter 19, God is showing me something else. And so I just want to follow where he leads. Exodus chapter 19 once again. And I want to begin reading at verse 1. In the third month, after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on the same day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. Let's read that again. Listen to me very carefully. In June, after the children of Israel have gone out of the land of Egypt, on the same day in April, I'm, I'm telling you what it means. Follow me. In the third month, in the third month after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt. They came out in April, and the third month would have been June. Now you follow me? And on the same day, they came to the wilderness of Sinai. What is Sinai? According to the Semitic people, Sinai means thorny or thorny bush. Verse 2, for they had departed from Rephidim, and they had come to the wilderness of Sinai, and they camped in the wilderness, so Israel camped there before the mountain. They had come from one wilderness and gone to another. They had come from Rephidim. What happened at Rephidim? At Rephidim, remember, in Exodus chapter 17, the people had no water to drink. So they chided with Moses. They complained against Moses. They were ready to stone Moses because they had no water to drink. They were in the desert. And the Lord spoke to Moses. And he says, take that rod in your hand and smite the rock. And water came out of the rock. I want you to know that rock is Jesus. Huh? Verse 3, and Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, in other words, the people, and tell the children of Israel, in other words, the nation, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. 
I'm still talking about chosen for destiny. And today I want to focus on the way of the wilderness. The way of the wilderness. So you've heard me say that your chosen destiny is really God's plan and purpose for your life that was conceived long before you were born. Just like God said to the prophet Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb and before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. What is God saying? God is saying before we were ever formed in the womb, he had a plan and purpose for our lives. Before we were born, God had a plan and purpose for our lives. And God says that plan and purpose is according to his sanctification, his ordination. Every one of us, our lives are on purpose. Every one of us, our lives have purpose. But no matter what happens in life, listen to me very carefully, no matter what happens in life, stuff happens in life. Sometimes bad things happen in life. Painful things happen in life. Difficult things happen in life. Regretful things happen in life. But no matter what happens in life, God's got you. God's got you. He bears you on eagle's wings to deliver you from bondage and oppression, to deliver you from danger and destruction. And what does he do? He bears us on eagle's wings, and he transports us on the path to fulfill our destiny, even if it means God taking us to the wilderness. Some of you have been in the wilderness. Some of you are in the wilderness right now. But I want you to know God's got you. Huh? Huh? We need to understand how God works. We need to understand how life works. Just because there's a plan and a purpose for your life doesn't mean that everything in your life is going to be smooth sailing. Huh? Everything in your life is not going to be like a bowl of ice cream and peaches. You know, Jesus, huh? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil before he could fulfill his destiny, which was to down the cross for our eternal salvation. And God also led the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years before they could enter the promised land. So God takes us through the way of the wilderness to get us to our destinations the fulfillment of our destinies. So what is the wilderness? You know, like I said, some of you have been in the wilderness. Some may be in the wilderness right now. So what is the wilderness? When Exodus chapter 19 and other chapters in Exodus talks about the wilderness, it's there for a purpose. God is showing us the way he works. He's showing us the way he leads us. He's showing us what's needful and necessary for us to get to the end that he sees from the beginning. So what is the wilderness? Well, the wilderness, obviously, is an uninhabited place. 
It's a place where nothing lives. It's a place where you feel like nothing is growing. Nothing is making me feel alive. I'm in an uninhabited place. You're just going through a wilderness period. The wilderness is a desert. A desert oftentimes is bare. A desert is bare all the time. The desert is bare. What is the wilderness? It's a place of desolation and loneliness. And you may not want to admit it, but have you ever felt lonely that you were all alone? Nobody understood you. Nobody knows how you felt. Nobody could really appreciate what you were going through. You were at a place of desolation and loneliness. Now, the wilderness, by revelation, the wilderness speaks of a season of tests and trials. Yes, God has a destiny for you, but but it may take some seasons of tests and trials for you to get there. So the wilderness speaks of tests and trials. It speaks of proving and humiliation. Have you ever gone through something? God allowed it. He allowed it so he could prove you. He allowed it so he could humble you because he wanted to get you to your destiny. So the wilderness also speaks of, it speaks of discipline and purification. Sometimes, just like we discipline our children because we want them to grow up and be successful in life, God will discipline us. God will purify us. He'll get the old out of us so that the new could take life in us. And God calls those wilderness periods. That's what the wilderness speaks of. It speaks of the number 40. You know, Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights, being tempted of the devil in the wilderness. Children of Israel being in the wilderness. Children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. Elijah, he had a wilderness period for 40 days. Moses had a wilderness period for 40 days and 40 nights. If you think you're going to get to your destiny and not go through something to get there, you got another thought coming, beloved. God knows exactly what we need. He knew exactly what Israel needed. And so what am I saying? The same God that chooses your destiny, he's the same God that chooses the path for you to fulfill your destiny. You can try to take a shortcut if you want, but God is the one who chooses the path. Huh? In Exodus chapter 13, the Bible tells us around verse 17 and 18 that when Pharaoh had let the people go, when Pharaoh had let the children of Israel leave Egypt, God did not take them by the way through the land of the Philistines, although that was near. It was only 11 days journey had they gone that way, but they took 40 years to get there. God did not take them the way of the Philistines, although it's near. For God said, God says, he says, lest perhaps when the people see war, they will change their minds and they will return to Egypt. 
Don't raise your hands, but how many felt like giving up? How many felt like turning around? How many been there in life? And I'm telling you, when you think that God had forsaken you, God was right there leading you through your wilderness. Do you hear what I'm saying? So God led the children of Israel round about the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. So if God got this destiny for me, he got this inheritance, it's a promised land, and it's only 11 days away, why don't God take me the, the route of 11 days? Why does God take 40 years to get me on an 11-day journey? See, even though the Israelites that came out of Egypt, God had to get Egypt out of them. Even though some of you are saved, most of you are saved, and you, you, you left the world, but you still got the world in you. You think like the world. You talk like the world. You feel, you emote like the world sometimes. You think like the world, and God has to get that out of you because he has a chosen destiny for you. So that same God that chooses my destiny, he's the same God that chooses the path for me to fulfill this destiny. And again, a lot of things happen in life, and we try to figure them out. We try to make some sense of them. His ways are past finding out, Romans tells us. Huh? God's ways are past finding out. So stop trying to figure God out. You see, you are the clay. He's the potter. He's the potter. You're the clay. You are the creation. He is the creator, and stop trying to figure him out. But I can imagine some of you might have asked the question, Lord, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? I've gone through this. I've gone through that. And seemed like it keep coming back around. Trouble after trouble. Problem after problem. Challenge after challenge. Test and trial after test and trial. Lord, where are you taking me? That's a good question to ask. But here's Here's the answer. God says, I'm taking you through the wilderness. I took Israel through their wilderness, and I'm taking you through yours. So God uses circumstances to get us ready for the fulfillment of our destiny. Now, we read in our text this morning that, that after Israel had left Rephidim, they came to the desert of Sinai. What happened to Israel in Rephidim? Not only did they thirst for water, but they were also attacked by the Amalekites. Can you imagine? You're going through thirst one day, not knowing where you're going to get water to drink. God has mercy upon you. And he calls water to come out of the rock that you might drink. Then after that, here comes the Amalekites. And I'm telling you, the Malachites are coming for you. They came for Israel. They're going to come from you too. You can ask that question all you want. God, where are you taking me? The answer is, he says, I'm taking you by the way of the wilderness. Huh? I'm taking you by the way of the wilderness. Here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs 16, 9 says, a man's heart, a man's heart devises his way. See, you got it all figured out, right? But, it, but, but the next part of the verse says, but it is the Lord, it is the Lord that directs his steps. See, you thought you had it all figured out. You're going to do this, that, and the other, 
And all of a sudden, all your plans were interrupted. All your plans were turned on its head, turned upside down, because God says, you may have had that in your heart, but it's me who directs your steps. I'm the one that's ordering your steps because I know the destiny that I have for your life. Can you say amen? So circumstances and seasons will change. Your circumstances are subject to change. No matter what your circumstance may be right now, seasons change. Circumstances and seasons change, but your destiny remains the same. All that Israel went through for 40 years, it didn't change the destiny for Israel. It, God never said, no promised land for you. They said that for themselves. And maybe I'll get into that next week. You can abort your destiny like the first generation of the Israelites did, except for two persons. All except for two. Out of a congregation of approximately 1.2 million people, they came short of their destiny. But God never changed his mind about their destiny. Changed, they changed their minds about God, except for Caleb and Joshua. Huh? Maybe I'll talk about a little bit of that next week. Huh? But Ecclesiastes tells us everything. To everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. We will go from one season to another season in our lives. And that's what God said. To everything there's a season and a purpose. To everything. There's a season, there's a time, and there's a purpose. And we need to let God have his way in our lives. My wife and I were talking today on the way to church, and some, some, we got on the subject about people being imprisoned. And I was saying to her, you know, so many people in prison are innocent. They're innocent until DNA evidence comes along to exonerate them. I listen to a program on the radio almost every Wednesday, a program called Exonerated. And it's it's it, it never ceases to amaze me. How do they get so much content for their program? How they, they're finding all these people that have been unjustly in prison just to be exonerated 20, 30 years later. There are many people that have been incarcerated. Many people are in prison, but they're innocent. And I'm saying to my wife, wouldn't it be nice if we had a law that says, you don't give anybody a, a life sentence or anybody a death sentence unless it can be affirmed by DNA evidence. Sometimes we don't value lives. Those in law enforcement, they don't value your life. They value their job and their job performance. They got to get a conviction. They got a clear case. And they don't care what, it, what impacts it has upon your life. But there's a lot of people. They've gone through that. But that doesn't change God's destiny for them. Just because you were locked up unjustly, just because you were thrown in prison and you're innocent, that does not change God's destiny for you. There's no circumstance, no situation here on this earth that can out overrule or overpower God's will for your life. Your destiny will come forth. It will come forth either sooner or later, but God already knew that end before the beginning. It's not going to change your destiny. And so, well, but, but the question was, well, why? Would, well, would God allow that? 
Why would God allow Joseph to be falsely imprisoned? Why would God allow any of that? Remember now, that's your wilderness. And your wilderness may not look like mine. But your wilderness is a testing. It's a trial. Your wilderness is being in that desert place. Your wilderness is being in a place of desolation and loneliness. Your wilderness can be God proving you, God humbling you. So maybe it took a false imprisonment to correct some things about your attitude. Maybe it took a false imprisonment to get you to humble yourself before God. Whatever it takes, God will allow. And this is why God allowed Israel to go 40 years to make 11 days journey. Huh? Whatever it takes. So here's what we need to understand. Between the choosing of your destiny and the fulfillment of your destiny, God does allow circumstances for your education and your preparation. Did you hear what I said? What do we got against education? What do we got against preparation? When stuff happens to us, God knew about it before it happened. And God allows that stuff for our education, for our preparation. He's preparing us to fulfill our destiny. You know, your destiny was always ready for you, but you wasn't always ready for it. And God has to get you ready. And he will get you ready. Amen? Now, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, closing, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. And the Lord says to Israel, the same Israelites wandering in the wilderness, the same Israelites that's seeking the, the fulfillment of their destiny, and that destiny was an inheritance in the land of Canaan, the land of promise, the land that flowed with milk and honey. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, God says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way. Are y'all hearing this? It was God that led you all the way. Huh? These 40 years in the wilderness. And, and you might ask, why, why would you do that, Lord? God says to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart. God knows what's in your heart, but God wants to give you an opportunity to know firsthand what's really in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not, whether you would obey his voice, whether you would keep his covenant, God says, I did that. And it was me leading you all the way. I wanted to humble you. I wanted to test you. I wanted you to find some things out about yourself. Verse 3, so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. Everybody see that? God will allow you to go hungry. Did you see that? God will allow you to go hungry. But he'll always make a way for you. Huh? He won't forsake you. He won't leave you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he'll allow you to go hungry. For he humbled you. And allowed you to hunger, and he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
What good would it do for you to fulfill your destiny and get there and lose it all because you don't know how to obey the voice of the Lord? So what does it take for me? What does it take for you? That's what God will allow. That's what God would allow, whatever it takes. So God uses the wilderness. He uses the wilderness to take us to our chosen destiny. And I want you to see God like this, this great spiritual ego. And what God does when he takes us through the wilderness, God puts us on his wings. He puts us upon his wing, on the wings of the eagles. And he rescues us out of the reach, out of the reach of danger and destruction. Out of the reach of utter defeat. He rescues us out of trouble on every side. He rescues us. And he just transports us. He just transports us. He carries us through our wilderness. You do not go through your wilderness alone, but it's God that's bearing you upon his eagle's wings, and he is carrying you through your wilderness. So no matter what you face, no matter what you bear, he'll never put more upon you than you can bear. And when you face it, he'll be there with you. And if you can hear the voice of the Lord, if you can hear that still, small voice that says, look unto me, and he will pick you up, and he'll put you on his wings and he will carry you through your wilderness. How many hear what I'm saying? That's the way of the wilderness. That's what God did for Israel. That's what God did for Jesus. And that's what God's going to do for us. You know, Jesus didn't just come to the earth and directly go to the cross. For three and a half years, he ministered some things. For three and a half years, he had to suffer ridicule, humiliation, he had, to, he had to suffer some things. But after three and a half years, he was ready. He was ready to fulfill his destiny. And so when he hung on the cross, and when others said, if you be the son of God, come down from the cross, he didn't have to give in to that because he knew he had fulfilled his destiny. And how's it that Jesus went through stuff, but you don't want to go through nothing. I don't know what kind of gospel that is. That's a fake gospel. That's a false gospel. They're telling you that, it, you know, that everything's going to be la de dee and la de da if you just come to Christ and, 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 you know, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about No, 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 no. God will take you through the way of the wilderness. Did you hear what I said? He will take you through the way of the wilderness. So I thank God for every opportunity for a test and a trial because I know my growth and perfection going to come out of that. I thank God for when he proves me and, and, and I feel humiliated. I know that he's humbling me so that he can exalt me. I thank God that when he disciplines me as my father and my mother would have disciplined me in the natural. God has disciplined me because he wants to purify me. He wants to make me more holy like him. He wants to make me more like his son, to conform to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. You are chosen for destiny, every one of you. But don't be afraid 
to allow God to lead you the way of the wilderness. Amen. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South, New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.